This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And I'm speaking with Karen Finnegan, who is the owner of Chickens with Attitude, possibly the best name ever uh, for a business, and also the author of a wonderful book uh, called Jolene, the Disability Awareness Chicken. Karen, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hi, and thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here too. So um, we, I, I read your book, um, and so I feel like I'm a little bit more knowledgeable about who Jolene is and, and uh, Christopher, um, Jolene's sister, who's sitting on your lap right now. Um, and I'm not very familiar, though, with the art and business of raising chickens. And um, so I'm hoping you can tell us everything that you can about your business, who you are, how this all came to be. Tell us about the book. Um, Wherever you'd like to start would be great. Okay. Um, Well, I have been raising chickens for a number of years. Um, It didn't get really interesting until uh, the summer of 2019 when I found an abandoned chicken on the street of Beacon, New York. uh, And I went and picked her up and she was, I had never seen a chicken be that social. Uh, as soon as I got her home, she walked into my house, walked into the kitchen, like straight up. First thing she did was walk right into the house, walked into the kitchen and jumped up on one of the chairs on the table to like, she was ready for lunch, you know, and it wasn't going to be her. (laughs) So she, I called her the mayor because she was so friendly. You know, she just wanted to meet everybody. She wasn't afraid of the dogs or anything like that. So she was the mayor and she kind of came about right in the beginning of COVID. And she became a little bit of a, um, a, a, like a release, like just a character, funny. Like I started posting about her and doing little memes and everything. And just the community really responded to her. So that was where chicken, I mean, I didn't like right away start the business, but it right kind of came within the next couple of years. Okay. So it just like evolved into this, you know, project where now I, I do a a drive for kids at Christmas. I'm running a 5k to benefit um, the foundation for beacon schools uh, and to also publish the book that you, that I wrote that you read um, that has to do with with acceptance and disability and and you know it's like a nice little teaching book for children and it was one of the eggs that I hatched um, last year. So, oh. so let me ask you a question. This is, I mean, you had me all the way back at you found an abandoned chicken <laughs> on the street in Beacon. I I didn't know that that was a thing that would happen, but um, but I can kind of I can kind of see it. Um, so. But but to give yourself, give this story a little bit more context, um, before 2019, do, do you have a personal connection to, to uh, a loved one or family member or friend, somebody who, um, who kind of had helped put your mind in the space of, of using your uh, developing affinity for chickens and their affinity for you and your house, of course, um, 
towards this goal? Or is this like, what happened first? Is it like the chicken or the egg? Was it the chickens that happened first? It was the chickens that happened first. It was, you know, I was, I had lost my job. I had a child who was immune compromised. And so my anxiety level was, you know, everything, you know, we, uh, we were hosting a foreign exchange student who, you know, had to be withdrawn from the country. It was just heartbreaking. And I, my heart broke mostly for the children. So, you know, I, I kind of just went with it. I was like, you know what, today, (laughs) today, the chicken has something to say, you know, and it, and it was anything I felt like saying this chicken said, and it was, it was very, uh, I mean, well-received, but there was a lot of, you know, a lot of humor about, I guess, what was going on in the world and a little comic relief. So, so, so I just, yeah. yeah, I just let it evolve like that. That's awesome. I think the best, uh, the best things in life are the ones that happen kind of naturally or organically. I, I work with a few people who often... Um, when we're not going to resolve something in that moment, you know, our go-to is, well, we've put it out to the universe and now, yes. you know, something will come back to us. And, and yeah. typically it does. Um, so you said, um, you also said something that I think is really valuable. Um, it has been a really tough few years through the pandemic for everybody, obviously. Um, but there, there has also developed, I think, a, a bigger appreciation for the need for comic relief, the need for levity, the the need to do, um, and and also the the idea that um, to find creative ways to say what you need to say that mm-hmm. doesn't just end up being just a series of sort of unending, right. you know, complaints, upset, negativity, blame, you know, something that's yeah. just a little bit different. So I love that you've taken on, um, well, I was going to say you've taken on the voice of the chickens, but maybe that's the other way around. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, why don't we start? Why don't we like, let's get some information out there. So I'm now uh, very interested in reading some of these memes and seeing what you're putting out there. Is, is there a way to follow you on social media? Yeah. Yeah. There is. So Chickens with Attitude is on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, trying to the TikTok. <laughs> nice. You know, it's like nice. wherever I feel, you know, interested in exploring the the particular social media platform, that's where she's been. Great. And is the mayor still with you? Yes. Mayor has stayed. She has stayed, right? Okay. She's got a whole wardrobe. I have a girl in, in, in town who actually works as her seamstress. And I'll be like, you know, I want to take the chicken out for Pride Day. Can you do a rainbow themed, you know, tutu for her? And she, outfits. And she tolerates them? She just wears them? She's fine. Yes. All of, all of the chickens, including, you know, all the ones I hatched. I started out right away, keeping them very socialized. I have kids who volunteer, I call them chicken wranglers. Nice. They come to my house and their job is to play with the chickens and dress them up and paint their toenails. And, and they have a great time with that. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. So, so question, I mean, I think that there's a lot of people in the world who um, there's, there's, there's obviously therapy animals, there's emotional support animals. There's so much, there's so much changing. I mean, all of a sudden we're seeing animals that I don't think we ever really saw in the, in the limelight, so to speak, in terms of being more um, accepted and welcomed into communities and businesses and, and schools, et cetera, airplanes, for example. Um, But, but I, uh, I think that generally speaking, we probably, most of us probably still tend to think about dogs, 
mm-hmm. I've recently learned of a pig. Um, now I'm hearing about chickens. Is there something that you think is especially enticing for maybe children um, because it, a chicken is not necessarily your your first thought about an animal that you would paint the nails of or put in an outfit and take for a walk? I I do. I think there is definitely a novelty with the chickens um, for kids and adults. You know, the adults who have responded to these chickens has been amazing. And, and for me, you know, and maybe when you check out some of my social media, like some of their expressions are so human, you know, that they're, they're just, they're priceless. So to, to kind of anthropomorphize them a little bit is, is really, really fun. I think it's great. And I think what I've seen on, on social media in general, especially through this time where so many of us are on it so often, just looking for a distraction when life gets to feel like too much or too stir crazy is I've gotten sucked into videos where on a farm, a chicken and a calf befriend each other. And all of a sudden you're seeing the chicken curl up and I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I don't even never think I thought about a chicken curling up and going to sleep like because I wasn't raised with them I don't know them I you know I wasn't around them but but that human side of things that the 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 ability to capture um to capture a facial expression like right now our listeners can't tell this but I'm looking at her <laughs> on your lap and she just looks so sweet she almost she's looks like, like a cat I was just gonna say she right. looks like she's purring yeah she has not moved she's nestled down into my lap her her eyes are kind of gently closing when I pet her pet her head you know it's it's not what you think of when you think of a chicken. No, so. but I'm curious if you would answer this right now. She looks very comfortable. Do you feel different when she's on your lap like this than you do? Yes. When you do not have a chicken on your lap. <laughs> it's always better to have a chicken on your lap. Yeah. That's probably my first rule of life. Well, so I, I asked that just because I think, again, there's been a lot of awareness um, about the benefits to pet therapy or equine therapy, especially in the field that I'm in with autism. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of work going on and research and and the implications seem very clear that for many, not everybody, but for many people being yeah. able to touch or care for or be even in the same vicinity as uh, a warm bodied animal um, just makes you feel better in, in a lot of ways. It can help with soothing. And I think, um, again, I'm just trying to reinforce the fact that um, this is new for me, but the vibe I'm picking up on is exactly the same. The chicken looks happy and content um, and you, you look happy and content. <laughs> And we actually, um, you reminded me, one of the things, one of the things that came about as we're talking about this evolution of what I did was I actually did chicken yoga and I did it frequently and it was incredibly popular. Like goat yoga. Mm -hmm. Which I had done. That's where I got the idea. So the chickens are just there. The chickens, again, like if you go to the, go to my, um, Check it out. <laughs> probably if you did hashtag chicken yoga, you would find some of my pictures, but <laughs> they would, they'll, and they'll do this. What I'm doing here is she's on my lap and you will just place a chicken on somebody in like downward dog and the chicken will rest there. And uh, the chicken, you know, will say, don't put your leg down, you know, hold that pose because I'm sitting perched up on it. That's so, so cool. I love yeah. that. 
All right. So I know I've gone on and on, but I, I, I love animals. And I think that this is just very unique. And, and like you said, it's got a novelty to it that I think, um, you know, people should definitely check out. Um, when we come back to our second half of the show, though, we're going to get into your philanthropy, what you're doing for the Beacon uh, School Foundation and why. And also definitely want to have you talk about Jolene, the yes. uh, disability awareness chicken, who might be the only disability awareness chicken. I, it's only, she's the only one I know of. Um, and we'll hear about that and where people can go to get uh, copies of your book. All right. This is one in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm news correspondent Bob Woodruff. In 2006, a roadside bomb struck the armored vehicle I was riding in while reporting from Iraq. I sustained a life-threatening traumatic brain injury. The military term, got your six, means I have your back. And that day, our service members had mine. During my recovery, I learned firsthand the challenges facing our service members who return home with injuries. While serving, their fellow service members always had their six. Now that they're home, it is our turn. We started the Bob Woodruff Foundation to make sure that the camaraderie and support they relied on in the military carries on. And we need you. Please join us as part of the Got Your Six initiative and help us be there for impacted veteran service members and their families. They've had our backs. It's time we have theirs. Learn more at gotyoursix.org. That's gotyoursix.org. Using the number six. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, speaking with Karen Finnegan, who is the owner of Chickens with Attitude, which you can find all over social media on your platform of choice. That's Chickens with Attitude. And also the author of Jolene, the Disability Awareness Chicken. Um, and currently sitting with uh, Christopher the chicken sitting on her lap. Um, also not making noise. Are they quiet animals, generally speaking? Yeah, they are. I mean, they, they do clock. The roosters are the noisy ones. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but the chickens tend to be pretty quiet. All right. Especially she's all warm and relaxed right now, so... Like very soothing and also and and that makes me think again of something a lot of uh not everybody but a, a number of people with autism have uh, noise sensitivities so the idea of being around an animal that's generally on the quieter side um also might be a really nice match um so that's great so we we kind of got a little bit I'm sure not the whole story, but a little bit of the story about how the mayor kind of came into your life uh, through your kitchen kitchen tour um, <laughs> and introduced you to the world of, of raising chickens and using them for or helping them find their good in the world. Um, can you tell us about Jolene and how uh, how that story came to be? So, Jolene, I did a hatch of um, about eight eggs in last spring, and one of them was a little blue egg uh, from from a type of chicken called an Americana chicken. They do these amazing, all different, green, blue, you name it, color eggs. So this particular egg was stuck. Sometimes a chick can get stuck coming out of the egg. I actually have a really amazing video of me kind of gently um, helping it without, you have to be very careful, but she eventually came out of the egg. And then what happened was she wasn't, you could tell she was different. She wasn't 
moving around the way the other ones were. Um, you know, I, w- I was worried that she wasn't going to make it, but truthfully, she ended up fluffing her feathers out. It was just her mobility that was affected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started doing a bunch of research because I just, she had just, there was something about her. She was just had this little spirit and I was like, all right, this is, this is something I can do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And it was very hard to find a vet or anybody who would look at it, a chicken or even a bird. So <clears throat> I ended up going to like a, a farm chat room where, where I, long story short, I was able to find out she had porosis and I, I wanted to have her looked at by a vet. So I did what I do. I, shared my story in what had become a a very large group of friends and family on, on Facebook who are, you know, members of the community and the extended community. And I posted her story and within like a week, people had contributed $800. Wow. I could, yep. So that I could take her to Manhattan on the train with, with the mayor, she came along in her stroller and uh, have her looked at and examined. And, and uh, you know, we made a brace for her. Like she really became, she became mobile. Like I have the best little videos of her getting around and, um, and all of the, the whole story is true. You know, when she wasn't able to get somewhere, Christopher, would go right to her. Like they really were connected. That's and, good. and so they, you know, became a part of each other's story in that way. And, uh, and so, you know, and uh, sadly she did end up passing away, which was mm-hmm. heartbreaking. And I think it was, you know, what a lot of people do when they have grief, which I did. And I was, it was kind of like, Oh my God, it's a chicken, you know, get a grip. <laughs> I've lost yeah. animals before it's sad, but, it, and I ended up, writing the book as, as a means to channel my grief at the time. And because it became a story about disability and about her strength to not even overcome the disability, but just to acknowledge the world as a place full of people who are different from you. And, you know, Christopher fit that as well, you know, and it was such a lovely little story that when I put it together, I decided, you know, this should be shared because it really does teach children this, this little bit of acceptance. It just, you know, it doesn't drill it into you. It just like, you know, look, she's got a brace that's made for her and that's, you know, something about her. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it, I had a little boy over my house the other day. He was doing the chicken wrangling thing. Mm-hmm. And he had obviously read the book because he's like, oh, I love Jolene's little cast. That's my favorite when Christopher plays with her. I'm like, oh, my God, my heart, you know. Yeah. So no, I, I when I read that book, I thought it was um, it's so accessible. It's so um, immediately engaging. And it's 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 a short story, but it really encompasses so much more than um then the basics it it gets it's in a beautifully simple way it really gets to i thought sisterhood and um and friendship and perseverance and strength um i just thought it was really cool and and the way you wrote it and and the illustrator um which again are you know they're not super glossy big and bright pictures but there was something extremely engaging about them um so so i'm sorry to, to know that she, um, she did pass. And I, I, um, but, but the inspiration and the legacy that she leaves behind is exactly that, that moment that you really reinforces for any of us working and doing good things in the field is when somebody, uh, especially a young person kind of 
innocently gives you back the reason why you gave, you know, part of yourself to the book. And it's a, that's a great, that's a great gift. Um, I'm glad he felt that way. So I'm curious if you don't mind me asking, because it seemed like Christopher and Jolene had this bond um, beyond sort of the, I guess the typical bonds of chickens living together. um, When Jolene passed was, uh, how do animals, how do animals react? Did Christopher react? Oh, yeah, um, that was that was what really like kind of put the knife in my heart. Like all she did was I just heard this peeping from the box where yeah, they were yeah. kept because they were still very small. And it was like all day she was calling for her and my, it was killing um, me. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why she's so tame right now, because I was like, OK, you're not going to be alone. You know, here's, yeah. you know, I just carried her around, like swaddled her up and carried her with me. And, you know, she, and she became this amazing, and guess, oh, I, this is like the best part. She started laying eggs. They're and blue. They're blue. Oh, they are? Yes. so cool. When all my other chickens lay brown eggs and yeah. I went to the, I went to the nest and there in the middle of it was this. And I was like, shut up, Christopher, did you do that? And I put a camera on it to tell. And it is her egg is, is so anyway, that's just a little bit. I get very excited about that kind of thing. No, I love that. I think that your, your sincerity and your clear, just enthusiasm for what you're doing is what's making it all work. It's, um, like we said in the beginning of the show, sometimes you put things out to the universe and then the universe gives back so many times over. Um, it's it's one of those things where I, I, I just hope people hear this and somebody out there is, you know, who maybe is raising chickens, but isn't realizing that there can be such a human element or such a relationship element to anything. Um, I, I'll use myself as an example. I don't, um, I've always been afraid of snakes, for example. I'm not really a big, you know, snake person. Um, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. But I do know that there are people who absolutely feel that same sense of comfort and love and and contentment that's so important especially when we're all feeling such high levels of stress um by having a snake in their arms or crawling over them or over their shoulders that i do when my dog sits in my lap um so i think that that you know that's definitely a good takeaway from this conversation and from the work that you're doing and it's just um you know, be, I guess, be willing to recognize that you never know when the mayor of your new village is going to walk into your doors. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of just having a village, I do want to, I want to mention that, you know, the book was definitely a group effort. You know, it's, you know, I wrote the words, but the illustrator who you brought up just did those beautiful illustrations that you're right. They just struck me as like, this is for Ujolinas. They, they, I have a voiceover artist who called me up and said, I want to be the voice of Jolene in the book. So yes. So now we have the, I don't know if you, did you hear the audio version? I didn't listen to the audio, but I will. And I'll, um, that's great to know. We'll, we'll make sure we put that out when we, um, when we put out this podcast that all the ways people can access it. And speaking of that, I want to make sure we're only have like two minutes left. I want to make sure you have a chance, you have a chance to um, talk about, I think you have an upcoming event. Yes. So the Chicken Run 5K is being held at Shark Reservation on April 23rd. It is to benefit uh, a a great organization called the the Foundation for Beacon Schools. And also it is raising money 
for the official publication of Jolene books. So there's two websites really important, Chicken Run 5K and Jolene the Chicken for specific information about Jolene and a link to her, you know, the, the video that we made. And the chick, uh, Chicken Run 5K is the website to get involved in the, the Chicken Run. And is that .com, both of them? Yes, both of them .com. All right, so everybody, go see chickenrun5k.com. So, and that's coming up. Uh, that's an event that you can register for and participate in and help raise money for the foundation for Beacon Schools. Um, and also jolenethechicken.com, which is more information about uh, who Jolene is, um, where her, her, her spirit carries on um, and her story and the uh, forthcoming information about the, um, the book and the audio version of the book. Um, it's just all great stuff. And uh, Karen, I really appreciate you being on the show today. I appreciate Christopher's uh, patience. Looks like yep. she's not going anywhere for a while. Um, but really, thank you for sharing all of this. I think that it's going to have a lot of meaning for a lot of people. Um, and hopefully you'll get more chicken wranglers out of the deal coming to visit and to help out. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure and I have loved every minute of it. So it's uh, Christopher. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. This is one in 44, the weekly talk, uh, weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to one in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.